When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Alan for VRL USA with a first podcast in a good long time, I'm afraid. And um, I'm joined by Rahul from London. Greetings. And Robin, where are you in York? Uh, yeah, I'm um, York. I'm up in Yorkshire. Yeah, okay, you're still up there. Okay, great. So greetings, and we hope to be joined shortly by Julian. Um, so... Let's see. I was away in Spain for a month. I got back and have been busy, and there hasn't been much happening at Virial, has there? <laughs> nah, nothing, nothing past the usual, you know. No, 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 like, no. It's it's been quite a week. Um, before we get into the whole coaching thing, I do want to let, let's talk about Senor Janeza uh, quickly because he was um, for all Virial fans, I think. Um, hopefully most of you know about his history, but he was really, um, he was at the club before Senior Reich. He's a, he is a guy who um, made it easy for for um, the Reich family to, when they bought in, it's like, well, this guy is already here and knows what he's doing and we'll just keep him on and everything um, flourished since then. But more than that, he was a huge, huge, huge football fan. And uh, Robin, I know you said you met him one time. Couldn't understand a word he said, but you loved him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I generally thought my Spanish was pretty good, and then I met him, and he was very friendly, but I couldn't understand a blooming word he said. Um, but you could just, you could just see the respect that everyone had for him in the corridor. Like everyone made time, and he also made time for everyone as well. So I think, they, I think if I remember right, they called him the bear of the club because he just basically held the whole club together. But apparently, he could be quite ferocious as well, which is quite, quite impressive. So um, but yeah, no, it, it's a real. Real sad day to come and um, to hear about. And also, I think we have to pay respect that you know that we had a we had that game, didn't we? And it was a nice little tribute there for him. So yes, yes. well, and his you know he'd had a lot of health issues the last couple of years, and his wife had passed away fairly recently. So um, it was it was um, I wouldn't say it was it was not expected, but of course the exact timing you never know and. Uh, Interesting, though, too, that, that I'm sure that, you know, renaming the, um, the sports the, the sports city in, in his honor is really meaningful because he loved, he loved the Contera. Um, in fact, when I met him was when the, um, I guess, under-23s technically played um, in that uh, Premier League International Cup thing. And um, they played the final the day before we played Liverpool in the semifinal of the Europa League. And um, I went to the match in, at Millwall, <laughs> of all places, and um, met him there. And he was, you know, he, he was such a fan of the of the game, and especially of he was just delighted to see the the youngsters doing well and, and really um, naming the Cantera um, ground after him. I think is an appropriate thing. Yeah, very fair. 
Yeah. 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 So Julian has joined us. And um, so I guess there is no other way just to talk about um, the whole uh, situation on the coaching side. It was sort of interesting how it developed because I think there had been a note when Steven Gerrard was fired at Aston Villa. There was some comment about, oh, yeah, Emery was one of the names that they were looking at. But really, I don't think people, any of us really paid much attention. And then suddenly, um, boom. (laughs) And um, I don't don't know, what what do you, a, a lot of discussion about, well, why did Emery turn down Newcastle last year and accept Villa this year? I mean, um, Raul, you're you're more involved with the EPL than I am. What's your take on that? Well, on the face of it, I'm surprised that he chose Villa when that Newcastle project was calling for him last year. But from a Villarreal perspective, from an Emery perspective, I think being in the Champions League last season, he felt he couldn't leave. Maybe couldn't leave mid-season when um, I think at the point where. Newcastle came in, Villarreal were looking good for the knockout stages and he, I guess, wanted to see that through. And yeah, I mean, he, he did pretty well. He got to the semi-final. It was the most amazing run. Um, and I think now Villa came calling. I think it was more of a case of maybe arguably him jumping before he's being pushed in the sense that the team really this season wasn't playing that well. And there's honestly nothing left for him to do at Villarreal. So when he receives an offer like Villa, who are throwing a lot of money at him and offering him a big budget, I think there's just no way he could have said no this time compared to last year where he felt he had more to do at at Villarreal. Yeah. Julian, what how what's your take on it? It uh, honestly it came as a surprise. Uh, him uh, just deciding to go for Aston Villa. But at the same time, uh, as uh, Raul said, um, he achieved what he came for. He came to win a trophy, and he did it in his first year. So, And he has, on many occasions, uh, mentioned that he will eventually look for a, another challenge. He has hinted to uh, all the challenges, and I think as soon as he saw this opportunity, he... Uh, he didn't want to do the same uh, mistake by not saying yes to uh, jumping on a new challenge. So mm-hmm. it was perfect timing for him. But uh, for Villarreal, I think it was, uh, for many, it came as a shock. And for others, I feel, um, for me personally, I'm I'm kind of glad he left because he didn't... Um, improve in the league form which was for me like uh more important and uh so i'm kind of glad he left <laughs> to be honest robin oh right um yeah i like it we're doing these sort of rounds again um so for me uh i'm trying to think so i kind of I suspect he'd been going in the works for a while. I think the the contract thing was quite clear. He wasn't going to sign a new contract. We'd heard rumours about that for ages. 
I suspect actually, I, I don't know, I have no backing for this, but I suspect it might have been the Barcelona, around that Barcelona time was when these negotiations and things started. Maybe Aston Villa owners were sort of talking to him already, even though Gerard hadn't actually gone yet, because I just think that Barcelona performance was just, it looked like the players were in shock. And I, I was starting to suspect it was that the players didn't want to play for Emery, they weren't happy. But I suspect actually they probably just heard, you know, there's obviously the contract rumblings going on. But I also I think there must have been some sort of interest or something around then as well, because there were yeah. sort of rumours and stuff like that. Obviously, Gerard about being sacked yeah. and stuff. In yeah. terms of how I feel about it, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I I wasn't shocked because I like like Julian and Royal. I I suspected he was going to leave anyway. Um, and I yeah, I tell you what, I, I think, your opinion on that, Alan, and then I guess we can kind of go a bit more about how we. About yeah, it, I, I think I, I guess my feeling was I don't think he was going to sign a new contract with us. You know, I think that I think that was three. I, I, he came to Villarreal to rehabilitate his reputation. He did that. Spending three years with us, he'd be ready for a new challenge. And if he didn't sign a new contract, we wouldn't get any compensation for him leaving. So in some ways, I think that the club really didn't have a lot of, the only leverage they had right now was, okay, if you leave, it's going to cost 6 million euros or whatever it was, but that got paid. Um, so, and I'm not sure how I feel about it either. I don't think the timing was ideal. I think it would have been better if it had happened like closer to the World Cup break, I guess, but I don't. I'm I'm sort of not sure how I feel. I I I respect Emery a great deal. I don't have a I mean a contract is a contract and written in there is a way to get out of it and that's what he did. And I have to accept that. I don't I do feel as though um it's a little unfair to criticize the league performances in some ways because we have been playing more matches away from home and we haven't been playing at our true home yet. But I have to say that the, that the football had gotten a little stodgy and um, I think the, there are various reasons for that, but I just, it did feel to me as though Emery was being maybe squeezing some of the life out of things. So I'm kind of, am I sad he's gone? Yes, but not, I'm not, disheartened. I mean, the club is bigger than one player. But one uh, can I ask you something, Alan? Because yeah. you, you mentioned something about the league performance and how we how we have been playing bad this season. But this has been going on for ever since he came, you know. Uh, so it's not like the first time he... It's not the first time or the first season they are performing under, like... Uh, what, yeah, what, I, th I, think uh, the th I think the difference is, is that the first two years we had we had um, the Europa League competition, which we obviously won. And then last mm -hmm. year we had the Champions League where we got to the semifinal. And those were, I think you were sort of willing to say, okay, so if you're going to, if you need to rest your best players for the Champions League match or whatever. But this year, you're right, we haven't had, there's not been that excuse. Um, the Europa Conference League, we've basically been using our, a lot of B teamers, anyway. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just sense that 
And I didn't see the Barcelona match, so I, I can't comment on that. But I, yeah, I just sensed that things were getting a little tired, a little stale. And I think mm-hmm. probably a lot of it had to do with the fact that regardless of whether the, the um, players knew that there was any um, thing in the works, I think they probably just felt that it's been open for a long time that that he had a contract before him and nothing has happened. So maybe that had to do with it. I think the players were probably pretty shocked when they, when they found out. Um, but I think that is modern football, unfortunately. I think a few of those players are going to be a bit happy about it as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, not saying anyone was unhappy. I think defense wise, everyone was pretty happy there, but I mean, I don't want to defend Dan Juma because, I, I'm, to be perfectly honest, I don't like him. I don't like his attitude, and I, I think he's certainly overrates himself, even though he's pretty good. Um, but Emery's sort of idea of playing players in completely the wrong position, I think, probably wound up quite a few of them. Um, so I think Dan Juma is definitely an example. I think maybe Pino as well. Um, mm-hmm. At times, particularly happy where he's been playing when he's had to play up front. Again, Los Celso as well. So I think it's quite... I think it's almost quite exciting to see what will happen with a new manager. The thing about it as well, it's not like what happens with all our other managers where these where Emery was sacked. He, he wasn't sacked. So we've got a new player new player manager in, which means that it can be just quite exciting. And we can't just say, oh, we've got another new manager in for this manager, if you see what I mean. So we haven't sacked anyone for someone because someone's better. So I think it's quite, in a way, it's quite refreshing for Vero. I'm, I'm really excited to see the more ex- attacking style that we might hopefully adopt. You know, obviously Emery's improved the defence, but the attacking's gone. It's interesting, this idea that, uh, I, I've, I've never quite got onto the scraps of this idea, but you mentioned about the home home form. I, I for, the, for me, these are professional footballers, they should be playing as best they can in each match. And I just, I don't understand why people talk about home fans and cheering stuff but that's just a just a mini round for me but i was interested raul how do you feel about that because i know you 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 talk a, a bit about the home thing so that's that's not a criticism on you i'm just interested in your take on that and do you think it's had an impact on the season that we haven't had home games in the stadium uh, i think it's had at least a slight impact maybe on not as not on the results as such but maybe on the performances because some of the home performances have been in terms of style in terms of the intensity they did drop a bit and I think looking at kind of the games that much bigger stadium than in terms of how close you are to the pitch in terms of having been to both it's quite it feels a lot tighter at Villarreal and mm-hmm. it means the stadium isn't full it's more noticeable at Levante and yeah. because it's such a hassle to get to Valencia from Villarreal for every game, especially evening games as well. Like I found yeah, this yeah. hard way when I was there. Um, that it, the games, the stadiums have the stadium hasn't been full for I think any of the games it's not been completely. No, I, I think the uh, yeah, yeah, I think the attendance has generally been around twelve, thirteen thousand most of the time, something like that. I mean, it is it it is um, what you notice, uh, yeah, when you're when you're at the it, at the ceramica, is that you're you're really right on top of the action, and and I think Levante's ground is more like is more um, you're a little more removed, and I think that probably does make a difference. Um, I just think it's also something that when 
opposition teams come to play in Villarreal, it's it's a much different experience for them. You know, we joke about there's only one hotel in town and it's bad or something, but but it's um, but it's but it's true that it, it's a much different experience as a visiting player coming to Villarreal than it is you know going to Madrid or Sevilla or something. And I think we kind of trade on that. Um, the excitement around the ground before the game starts and, and everything, it's, it's just not the same right now. I don't know if that makes a difference in the, in the results either. I do think it makes a difference in the, just sort of the energy level of everything. And, um, you know. That's, yeah, that's, it's a fair point. That's, I, I was just interested because a lot of people on our blog do talk about that. And I've, I personally never thought, I always say it sometimes a bit of an excuse if we lose games because that's the only time anyone ever mentions the atmosphere when we, it's like, oh, we lose, oh, it might be because we're not playing home games or the crowds. For me, I think it's more that there are, there are definitely teams in La Liga that don't travel well. And Mm. so when we, and so I, I like, you know, I like facing those teams. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of the thing about home games is, is on average you, you do do better, but, but there are definitely clubs that don't seem to travel very well year on year. And so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea, but, um, but yeah, I think no question that the football had gotten a little tired, um, I mean, the first half against Almeria was hardly a, anything to write home about. So, I think the, I think in a lot of ways, I think Emery had taken the, the club as far as he could, um, with short of getting us into fourth place in the Champions League again. And if even if he'd done that, do I think he would have signed a new contract to get us through the Champions League again? Probably not if he got an offer from another club that was in the Champions League. Yeah. 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 Go on, go on. No, go. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not bothered at all about him leaving right now because his contract was up at the end of the season. And he never just tends to stay longer than three years or so at a club. Like, um, even at, in, in the past at PSG, at, well, obviously Arsenal got sacked, but everywhere he's kind of, he has his three-year cycle and then leaves. And I think also for the players to play under Emery, it's quite, I don't want to say horrid, but it's quite stressful for them because he's quite intense in the way he drills mm-hmm. them for specific games. He gives them hours of footage to kind of go away and watch. And I think it was Joaquin who actually said a few years ago that, People like players were falling asleep in his team briefings just because he kind of goes on and on. And I mean, it's something that works for him in knockout competitions and it works really well. Clearly, look at his record. To play under it for longer than three years, you can tell that players kind of get a bit fed up. They kind of want to be unlocked in an attacking sense. And so, yeah, even if he did kind of do better this season and get fourth place for the first time in probably over 10 years in that league, but I still don't think he would have stayed beyond that his contract. I don't think he would have signed a new one. Mm-hmm. That's ironic because I always fall asleep during our matches. So. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in recent weeks. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the Al- Almeria game, it was a really touching tribute and I really admired that battling team spirit in the end. And, and Maybe they just knew that Emery wasn't there so they could just kind of throw out his tactics in their final match. Um, but yeah, 
people forget that, that first ma- that first half was absolutely diabolical. To be honest with you, so I, I don't want to be negative because obviously it was the final game we did a lot and it was a touching tribute. But yeah, the first half was, was shocking. So as I suppose we should probably move on and talk about the the new manager, Alan. I guess yes, um, and and maybe um uh, and maybe I guess talk a little bit about the sort of choices that some people um, thought were out there that. Apparently, we did contact um, Pochettino, but he told us, not surprisingly, I think he was waiting for something else. Um, Marcelino, um, there was a lot of speculation about him, especially after seeing him at the at the funeral um, for, for Senor Alaneza, but nothing transpired there. Um, I can't remember who else was bandied around, but we ended up with Kike Setien, who is an interesting choice because he's been out of football for two years um, and was last seen um, at Barcelona um, when they were uh, got destroyed in the Champions League. But I have to say that before that, he was playing, you know, he's coaching a, a Betis team that was playing very attractive football and um, an interesting choice. I mean, did anybody here expect that he would be the, the choice? I certainly didn't. I, I'll have to leave this to a Twitter fanatic because I'm not even on Twitter anymore. So I think Raul will probably go on you go for it. What do you reckon? Um, well, as soon as kind of the Emory news came through, I actually sent a tweet out about uh, <laughs> current managers who were currently unemployed. And I specifically focus on Spanish ones just because it's right. quite a Spanish-heavy squad. I wouldn't have expected something. <clears throat> I wouldn't have expected to say an English manager to come in. Um, and when I saw Setien's name, then I instantly thought that could be a good short-term option. And clearly, yeah, the club agreed with me. Um, and he's someone who, I think before his Barcelona reign, I would have been over the moon just because I really, really liked his Betis team. I think they played some fantastic football. I really enjoyed watching them. And in if we get that kind of Setien, then... I think that could even be an upgrade on Emery in terms of the attack of football he could get this squad playing with the players he has. And looking at back at his Barcelona reign, he, he is on paper his record was okay, but I just remember watching the games, thinking something's not right. And then obviously his final game, his final game in management, still now was the eight-two to Bayern. But I think Zach said yesterday actually, just you got to take that Barcelona side in a bit of context really they were a mess off the pitch he came in mid-season for Valverde and even on the pitch their squad at the time was pretty dire messy aside Mm -hmm. and so it's a bit unfair to kind of mock him in the sense that oh he lost 8-2 to Bayern he must be a terrible manager but yeah so I'm actually really excited it's most excited I've been about Villarreal all season just to see the level of football that we could potentially play on the Sessia. So, okay, excellent compliment, a fair shout there. Alan, what do you reckon? Well, I, I thought it was interesting that Sid Lowe, um, as soon as he heard the news that Emery was fired, said Setien would be a good replacement. And Sid watches a lot more of La Liga football than I do, um, <laughs> or anybody does, I think. So I thought that was interesting that he had he had he had that take on it. That he said, "I think he'd be an interesting fit for for our for our style, and I think also for our um, for where we are in terms of budget and stuff like that." 
I, I think the thing that I immediately thought was like Emery, Setien's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder after the way he was dismissed at Barca. And so I think that that's kind of nice. You want to, you want to hire a coach who's hungry to succeed. Um, and so I think that would, so I think that's a positive thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, I, uh, I'm kind of interested to see how, how, how things change. I think probably it will, um, shake the team up for a bit. And then we go into the world cup and he's got a little more time to think and implement his concepts. And, um, we do have 6 million euros. Now we could maybe spend on a striker in January. So I don't know. Julian, what do you reckon? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I think I'm not going to sleep watching VRL matches anymore. So... Uh, because uh, watching Emory football uh, made me go to sleep. So I think uh, with Setien, I think we will see a lot of attacking football, but a lot of defensive problems as well. And uh, from my understanding, he likes to use uh, three in the back. So I don't know. We will see if he will use that or if he will use what Emory and has left him uh, in mm. terms of formation and style of play. So, and I really hope he doesn't use Mundy because he, from the sound of it, he seems very, um, I don't know, he seems very, uh, he seems to be a big fan of uh, Mundy, Mundy and uh, uh, Lo Celso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope it doesn't affect uh, Baena's uh, position in the team. And um, I can see Baena being benched a lot of time, like benched for Lo Celso. Uh, and I'm worried about it. But other than that, uh, I'm excited to see his attacking style of play. Yeah, although he's also known for developing young players. So I think that probably speaks well for for players like Baina or Jeremy too. I think, um, but you're right. I think Mandy um, is certainly somebody that he, and, and to be fair, maybe he'll get him to play better. I don't know. Um, yeah. Los Elso also, I mean, he's, he's been a bit of a disappointment this season and so far. And so maybe, maybe he'll light a fire under him. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, this, the first match uh, that in the league is away at, at uh, San Mames and we won't have Baina who's been suspended because of the ridiculous red card. Um, mm. and we've got a, a number of other injuries too. So I don't, I don't know that, I think he's going to be given some time to uh, to work things out, but um, it would sure be nice if we if our injury list got shorter and uh, and we and we picked up another striker in January. I think, but the, you know the 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 thing is we're still not that far out of fourth place, so you know we're all complaining, but we're not doing that badly, really. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly more positive than I was thinking because when we did announce via the VRL blog. Um, lots of people were very, very 
worried about our city. And I think, I mean, me personally, I, I, remember, I don't remember the Barcelona days that much, but I remember that Betis squad and that playing Betis at that time scared the hell out of me because they were so good. I also remember under Barcelona, they did beat us. Uh, Barcelona did beat Vera, which I don't know, isn't saying much or whatever. But I would say I, I'm just excited to see what happens with it. I, I know a lot of people were quite were quite like commented the fact that he hasn't won a trophy. But we bear in mind, none of our managers, barring Emery, had won a trophy before. Or anything spectacular, anyway. So I think that's still worth noting. But I think if you if we have the, if he has the back end of the club. Um, he has those players, and like I said, I mean, mate, can't, I don't think he can make a god out of Mandy anymore. I think he's probably a bit beyond that. Um, Lacelso has been disappointing, but I always feel like Emery played him completely out of the wrong position anyway. I think he should have been playing in a sort of 4 4 2 as that sort of attacking striker behind the strikers rather than seeing him as that. I also think that our current crop of players will really, really suit um, his way. He's based counter attacking, isn't he? Very quick, and that will suit like Jackson. Um, Morales um, as well so I think the attacking thing won't be so much an issue under Emery I was really disappointed about how he set up just because Gerard was injured you know, Morales wasn't playing Jackson was all over the place I mean I, I have a big hope that we can give he can give Fernino a good chance because I think that would be great to have a that's just my personal preference but yeah um, so I suppose when we sort of think about it but um, who, who, which sort of players do you think will really benefit under him? Do, like, do we feel like he'll, he'll be good with the players, or he will just? From, from what I've heard, he's quite rigid in his formations, which for me is quite refreshing as well because I, I found Emery's tinkering really frustrating. Whereas I think Setien's a bit more set in his ways. Um, I don't know how how you lot feel about that. Uh, so I'll throw it out to Alan uh, based on that. Well, I, yeah, I think. I think what probably will will be refreshing. I think most of the players actually will probably um, really like um, having a little more freedom of expression, shall I say? Um, but I think it's going to be it's going to take some time for um, for Seitian to really work out because we we do have so many players who can play who can play multiple roles. I think it's going to be if he's going to have a very flexible formation, it's going to be interesting to see how he does it. I guess the one, um, I mean, apart from Mandi and, and Lo Celso, I think probably, I actually think the young players will be excited because I think, I think they'll, I think they'll get the opportunity to shine a bit. I'm, I'm thinking that the players who might be a little more on the outs or players like, uh, uh, maybe Trigueros, maybe, uh, maybe Alberto Moreno, um, players like that. Yeah. I think. I think. I mean, from what I've read, sorry, John. I, I, what I've read is he likes a really attacking goalkeeper, doesn't he? he likes that. Uh, yeah, I think. Place. I think really is a good fit for what he has because because he likes to play out of the back. Mm-hmm. Is what I understand, and, and Ruby's obviously used to that, so that's probably fine for him. I think that's, that was in the thinking of the club. That I'm not I'm not saying Setian is similar to Emery, but in the terms of playing out of the back. I mean, we, we really like the idea of his attacking ideas, but I think Emery's done an amazing job on our defenders that I think would be very, very difficult for them not to forget. So I think hopefully he'll adopt that and just say, because I think with Setien as well, when I was reading up about him, he did change his formations at Barcelona to make it work. Whereas obviously Emery, the thing, we talked briefly about this as well, but in terms of formations, we've always set up a 4-4-2 and people have tried so many different things, including Emery, and it's never worked to get us away from that 4-4-2. So I'd like us still to do that but sorry, Raul, I jumped in in front of you. Feel free to. How do you feel? Um, well, so 
looking at Los Celso, who has been disappointing so far, his best season probably in his career actually came under Setien at Betis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his record under Setien is pretty good. Um, I'm looking at it now. He scored 16 goals and got six assists in 45 games under him. That's a pretty decent return. In his yeah. final league season, that was his best season. He scored nine league goals in 32 games under Setien. He played mostly in the midfield three as the more advanced midfielder. And Setien, for the most part, yeah, used the three at the back, often going with quite a quite a middle packed three four two one with potentially four centre mids at any given point. And given the profile of this current Villarreal squad, I think that's actually quite that might that might suit us because we have so many midfielders. <laughs> yeah, Capoue, Parejo, um, Los Celso, and Baena are all at the same time potentially with to two wing backs or even a winger thrown in with Gerard up front. Or there's a lot of there's a lot he can kind of tinker with with his squad to make it mm-hmm. fit his formation. And so yeah, it's really. I'm actually really excited to see what you do with it. It's, it's impressive you say Los Celso's goal streak because that was more than El Casa scored in the whole time as a VRL. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ironically, yeah. he scored, uh, scored an amazing goal, though, uh, last week in the uh, Middle East. Did you guys see it? Oh, uh, uh, I never want to see him on the full. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't see it. it. The goalkeeper was, uh, yeah. Let's just say the goalkeeper is not a good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, but... Uh, drugs if Alcasa scored again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I'm very excited, uh, actually. But at the same time, I feel like Setien uh, wasn't the first choice, but they had to choose him because uh, Marcelino... I think he's waiting for uh, what's going to happen with the national team and uh, Luis Enrique, Enrique. So I think they wanted him, but uh, he probably told them that he's going to wait for what's going to happen uh, with yeah. the national team. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 um, I hope it's a short, uh, short, um, uh, like short solution. Uh, it depends how he will, how well he does, of course. But uh, it's a, I feel it's a step down, a big step down from um, Emery. Mm-hmm. But um, he can prove us wrong, so we will see how he does. Well, I think that I think the, yeah, I think the thing in hiring Emery in the first place was you were. I mean, we we took advantage of a unique situation where we had a guy who was really a. A coach who would normally have, you know, looked at Virial and said, "Well, no, you guys aren't big enough. You don't have a big enough budget." Blah 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 blah. And um, mm-hmm. and the circumstances were ripe for us to get him. I think it was always. I mean, sure, making the courtesy call to Pochettino was fine, but it, or uh, and I, but I don't think we really had an opportunity to to go out and hire. You know, as Robin said, it's like. Trying to say you should hire a coach that has won trophies is really interesting, given we've won one trophy in our lifetime that meant anything. So (laughs) I think, you know, I think it was, I mean, I think the Marcelino people, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. Marcelino is a, is a, is another one of these guys who's going to be a great coach for you for about two years. And then 
he'll have upset everybody so much. <laughs> um, That's true. That's another know. problem with him. Yeah, but I, 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 I can't really imagine him coaching a national team because I can't see him being able to have the, the degree of control over the players' diets and everything that he wants. But hey, whatever. But, but he seems to have been... Uh, he's, uh, he's a lot more calmer now. I, I watched the Athletic Bilbao. Uh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem to be a... <laughs> he's calmed down a little bit. <laughs> <as> he was... <laughs> I think he has learned. He has learned. Okay, okay. But but I think yeah, I th- he was clearly the first choice of a lot of Virial supporters. I think. Um, yeah. I think he would. I think they were definitely. And the other um, guy who got some attention was um, Gallardo, who's said he's leaving River Plate at the end of the season, which is December for them. But yeah. I think I think he wants to evaluate his options in the summer, and I think this may maybe getting back to Emery is that. Right now, you you know you have a club that wants you. You want to get into the EPL. If he waited until the summer, would he find a bigger EPL job begging? I don't know. So he, you know maybe I was, this, actually, I was actually going to mention Gallardo because he's someone who I've been quite interested in a long time because of the job he's done at River Plate, and it felt like he's kind of waiting for that big opportunity to take him to Europe where everyone will be kind of looking and thinking we're very hyped up, let's see what the hype is about. And so maybe possibly waiting for, yeah, as you say, maybe a big opportunity. So maybe someone even like Sevilla, or I've always seen his name linked with Atletico for when Simeone eventually leaves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who knows, would have taken a bit of a job now. But if, if he was appointed now, that would have been really, really exciting. It would have been someone who's been so highly rated across the world. Yeah. That, and coming to Villarreal then as his first job in Europe, it would have been a lot of media attention on Villarreal, I think, and that would have been really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I just, I, from what I've read, though, I think he, well, first of all, he's still under contract through December, so there'd be that. But but I think it's it sounded to me as though he sort of made it clear that he wants to sort of recharge his batteries and, and rest out of the game for a bit before making a decision about something. So that, that to me says he's waiting for a, an offer in the summer. I'm not surprised if anyone saw what happened at River last, I think it was last week in the final game of their season, they scored a 95th minute winner, which ended up winning Boca Juniors, the title. Otherwise, um, I think racing club would have won it. And I just saw that and I thought, yeah, he's definitely leaving. There's yeah. no way he was going to stay after something like that yeah 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 i think um but i I do think that that for emory i mean if if you were going to wait if if the only reason i could see him turning down the offer from aston villa would be if he thought okay if i wait until the summer i'm going to get um a better offer in the EPL because I think Emery clearly thinks he has unfinished business in the EPL after, after Arsenal fired him. And I, you know, I mean, I think the last, last year, Virial made it pretty plain. We wanted to keep him on. I think, I think maybe the quid pro quo was this time when, you know, they showed up with 6 million euros. We didn't turn it away. It's fair enough. And I also think that like, 
in terms of the clubs that he was going to go, I mean, Emery's always had an ego, hasn't he? Let's be honest, he's always had an ego, so he's never going to stick around. But I I always felt there was a tiny bit of snobberish when he came to us, but I think we sort of humbled him and we gave him a good thing. He obviously gave, gave, like like we said earlier, he gave everything he could to the club and we couldn't have expected more. Um, but you know, like, and we were all cynical with him at the start as well. I mean, I certainly remember doing podcasts where we were just like, "What the hell is this a good decision?" and everything like that. He did prove us wrong to an extent, but there were some serious problems with him as a manager. So, and I, I do have to be honest. I yes, the Europa League run was great, but we played a very weak United, a very weak Arsenal, and the, the games weren't too difficult. Champions League was a different story. That was fantastic a thing, but we did sacrifice the league. So, at the same time, it's, it's just let's just be open down and see what happens again. It's just it's nice to have refreshing managers, and again, we're not mm. draws like we used to in terms of you know Kayeka or Garcia or whatever. It, he is quite a well-established mm-hmm. manager in mm-hmm. right. So yeah. I think we're lucky to have him. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. go and do it. I mean, uh, it sucks to be Kayeka now. Imagine uh, <laughs> he was without a job, and then uh, he. Two weeks after he signs for Levante, or which club was it, Levante? Levante, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks after he signs for Levante, um, the biggest opportunity for him to return back to VRL comes, and um, he must be uh, regretting <laughs> right now. Yeah, I don't, that's an interesting question. I wonder what. I wonder if um, because I remember when he left after Emery was hired. It sounded like no, I'm never going to come back. But I wonder what would have happened if if he had not <laughs> signed at Levante. That would that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> he, he seemed a bit bitter. Uh, he was very angry, I think, um, with how the club handled his situation, uh, how he 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 took them to Europa League and they sacked him, and he yeah. he felt a bit disrespected, I think. I mean, I, I don't blame him. I mean, <laughs> I just thought he was mental at the time anyway, really. I mean, um, I, we just really wanted Emery, didn't we? But I just thought, yeah, he got us there. He got us. I mean, and he, yeah, I, I said to a few people, he had a rough time as well, because he obviously we had the... <coughs> he got sacked mid-year, didn't he? And then he had to yeah. come back and sort it out. And then we had COVID. So it, it just felt like we never gave the poor bloke a chance, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think... I guess the thing I was going to say, and thinking about to the Barcelona squad of CTM too, is that, I don't know, the whole, you know, the, those whole years where we had the, had the interrupted seasons and then the makeups and the game and the seasons finishing at odd times of the year because of COVID, it was all, all very weird. I mean, Calleja, you know, going on that winning streak to get us fifth place at the end of the year was, was great, but I can imagine you know the the club brass who who already know he's being replaced sitting back and going oh this is kind of a <laughs> couldn't he just kind of you know win three out of five and finish sixth instead <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it is interesting though you do wonder you do wonder about that um it's a good point, though, on Setien that he's coming into this season with no pressure, in a sense, because there's no Europa League to go for, no Champions League. And yeah. I don't really cast that in the League of, League of whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. As anything of particular note, if I'm honest, regardless of what Mourinho said of it last year. So um, that, there's not that much pressure on him, which would be interesting. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think the pressure, the, the thing that worries me is that you have... Well, I mean, it's not just Aston Villa, but you know, you have Emery going to Villa with a enormous budget to get new players. Will he raid 
um, our team in January or, or June? Probably. <laughs> I think the first, I think, without Emery now, our players, especially key players, are going to be in bigger, or how should I say, uh, it's going to be easier to get them. Mm-hmm. And I think Powell, for example, and who else can can be in that position? Pino, maybe. Um, Pedrosa, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, those kind of players are going to be even more attract, um, attractive now because... Um, uh, yeah, because of that, because of Emery not being there, a guy who has experience, a guy who players, uh, a guy who players uh, know has big ambitions and they know they can reach far with him. Mm-hmm. Without him now, I think maybe players are going to be easily more. Um, they're going to accept it maybe more. Well, well I you, think can we... have, you can have Mandy and Dan Juma if he wants, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, or Samu maybe. <laughs> Well, I think I think there. I mean, I think there's that's certainly there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, Powell stayed around to play Champions League, and then the way it, 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 I think he would probably be somebody who would be be snapped up. Um, but yeah, it's more the players like Pedraza and and uh, Jeremy that I that I think are sort of the ones that pedraza especially because he's already played in england um yeah so i would think those kinds of players might might see some real interest um dan juma um yeah i mean i i i think one way or another this is probably his last season with virial whether it's yeah you know i i just don't see him uh, I think I, bet- I think between I don't his, mind him leaving. But no, okay. and I think I don't think anybody does. I think, but I think he's, I think he's a very good player when he chooses to be, <laughs> yeah. to some degree. But he's got a big ego, and he's not really, he, he's just an odd duck. Um, you know, he's not somebody that's that's really he's he seems to be a bit of a loner, maybe, or just or just somebody who is off who is marching to the beat of a different drummer, as we say, but he's not a, you know, he's not part of the project in the way that so many other players are. It's, yeah. It's and he's injury prone as well. So yeah, that's true too. You have that too. So uh, how, like how much do you want to really invest in him when yeah. he half the time is injured or he, he's uh, flirting with all the t- clubs. He, yeah. It's just very hard. Yeah, it is. I have my Arsenal role. Um, Dan Juma, not anymore, kind of. Um, I think when he first arrived, he obviously had that really hot spell lane scoring a lot of But I think from the very day he arrived, it, it, I think he always viewed the club as kind of a stepping stone, bigger. Yeah, yeah. And there was, there was links from day one with him to Liverpool to anywhere else in England and now his stock's fallen because of his injuries because of his form I think this summer would be the perfect or even January if someone comes in with a big offer would be definitely the perfect time to sell and I'm I'm really hoping that Emery will come and spend half of Villa's budget on him and then that'll be (laughs) (laughs) well I do do think in some ways that we were talking about players who I'm, maybe Danjuma will be happy that Emery's left because I think Emery was starting to make him his personal project, which meant that he probably got even more, um, you know, tape to watch or something. But, but um, yeah. But I think that I think that in other ways, though, I'm I'm not sure that 
I think Setien probably has will have the same view of him that you know this is not a guy who's going to be here long term. So maybe showcase him a bit and get him um, you know if he can score some goals in Europa Conference knockout rounds or something like that 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 people get to see on TV. Maybe that'll send the stock back up. It's interesting you say that that, that video, uh, like the, what making him watch tape. I've just got this image of Emery sitting in a dark room with Dan Juma in some chair with electrodes on his head, just being sort of <laughs> watching videos of himself. Because <laughs> that, that would probably suit Dan Juma quite well, because he's quite an ego person. He probably just sits at home watching YouTube videos of himself anyway, doesn't he? So, um, <laughs> I have no fun. idea. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, I you know, we don't know, but. I, I do think that he's he's somebody who, no question that that he's came to the club looking for building on that to something else that's been sidetracked a bit because of injury. But if he can get back on track and score some outstanding goals for us, all the more power to him. So, um, you know, I, I also think again he he being injured has been a factor, but then Gerard being injured as much as he has has hurt Dan Juma too, because I think the two of them will work really well off each other. Yeah. It has hurt the whole team, though. I feel... Uh, yeah. We, it's it's a so big difference with him, with Gerard on the field, uh, versus him not being on the field. The whole attacking... There's no attacking uh, <laughs> without him. So uh, It's going to be interesting to see how Setien... Um, uh, how he's going to solve that issue uh, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. the Gerard on the field. Yeah, well, I was... Going back to, sorry, um, going back to Dan Juma, I think he's someone who'd actually be quite excited now Emery's gone. Because I think in the past, Emery with wingers, with attacking kind of midfielders, um, he's not that great because of his style. They don't really seem to thrive under him. And whenever a club kind of goes through their post-Emery phase, like I just remember Arsenal three years ago, the kind of technical, kind of showboaty attacking players. So at Arsenal, it was Nicolas Pepe, it was Ozil, uh, Bamiang. Like, they all suddenly thrived after he left. They all had their best form of the season. And mm-hmm. so I'm hoping someone, yeah, like Lo like Dan Juma, hopefully when he gets back from injury, Gerard as well, that they can all kind of play handbrake off. They can kind of, an attacking style further up the pitch don't have to worry too much about their defensive work rate like they would have under Emery so I think I think once yeah once everyone returns from injury you get Gerard and Dan Juma back inside I think this team's going to be really capable of playing some good attacking football in the set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. let's hope that <laughs> yeah we're, and we'll hold you to that one, Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> we've got what I think. I think we only have three. If you get relegated, don't blame me. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we're going to blame you. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a podcast in a year's time. Well, Raul said this. So. We've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just been relegated from the league. Who do we blame now? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> just don't go back and play the one where a couple of us were all excited about how we were we were getting this all Alcacer guy, and he was gonna it was gonna be a great deal. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just I did never said that. Ever. I know I you never that. said that. I said we'll start, some of we'll us. You got all that recorded. I said some of us. <laughs> yeah, one guy. <laughs> we we have all we have all been right at least at least twenty percent of the time. That's you know, so that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> all right, you know so. What? 
numbers. <laughs> yes, we've got we've only got like what three league matches before the before the long break. We've we have two matches in Europe, which don't really matter because we're already finishing first in the group anyway. And then we've got the um, Copa del Rey round away to a lower division team. So, you know, I think I think there's not a lot of pressure under Satian on Satian right now, but he also has some time to to um, get adapted and, and, you know, it's not, we don't have a lot of matches before then we have a long break. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of optimistic. We'll see, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. You're definitely feeling good, good, good factor to it as well. And it's great that we've got someone in so quickly. It's not some extended, it's not like, not like the conservative part in the UK where you have to wait for a couple of months for anyone new to come in. So Yeah. Um, and then, and then I'm they only last 45 days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, we've, got, we've got lettuce older than the British government. Um, sorry, anyway, I'm not turning it political. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about Villarreal rather than Britain. All right. <laughs> so anything else from anybody before we before we start d- debating the uh, merits of of uh, uh, anything else? <laughs> um, well, not to burst everyone's bubble, but I've just looked it up. And in his last two games at San Mamés away athletic club, um, Satian has lost both 1-0. Mm. Okay, well, let's let's actually not let's actually not bursting much of a bubble because generally when we play there we lose anyway. So yeah, we lose anyway. So without Emery, yeah. with Emery or with every yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, we could have Angelotti and we still lose. So yeah. right. Actually, we won with Kaleja, I think. Didn't we win with Kaleja and with Fornal the goal the, from midfield or something? I think with Fornal's. Uh, oh yeah, stunning goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a crazy goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's oh, yeah. the only time I remember. Yeah. N- nice to end on a positive arrow. That's optimism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any, can anyone think of anything positive on the podcast, please? <laughs> well, let's let's see. Our last victory at San Mames was in 2018-2019. Yeah, three now. Yep, with the Fornals goal, right? Uh, 3-0, Fornals, yes, that's right, the Fornals goal, yep. and then yeah. can you can you remember the other two people that scored? Yeah, the, oh, I remember him, um, Ekambi. Ekambi, and who was the second goal scorer? Our favorite Argentinian Mano. defender, Mano. Ramiro Mano. Funes Mori. Funes <laughs> Mori. Yes. <laughs> yes. The corner, yeah, I remember he headed that in. Yeah, That's yeah, right, yes. That. yes. Julian, this is the happiest I've ever sat here to you. That's amazing. <laughs> wow, I love the Moria. I wonder what he does now. Uh, well, let's see. He has a twin brother. Uh, that's a fact. Uh, that's an interesting fact. He has a twin brother who plays the striker. <laughs> yes. Good yeah. Uh, yeah. Looks like he's looks like he's in at Cruz Azul in Mexico. I didn't uh, really know that, but okay. I scored one goal more than uh, Paco. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. That's, so anyway, that's, really that's great. All right, Paco. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we we better wind this up. We're all getting we're all getting positively giddy with excitement here. So yeah. all right. So anyway, thank you guys for joining me. Thank all of you for listening we're optimistic we hope you guys will be too and and at the same time you know we do appreciate everything that Unai did for us bringing us our first trophy everything like that um and we wish him well at aston villa i think most of us do 
unless you're not a fan of Villa for some reason, but you know, I don't know. Um, anything else? Nope. No. All right. Nope. Okay. So, all right. Thanks for listening. End of our very out.